Hello and happy Wednesday to all my listeners. I'm excited to have a new episode of Health by Heather Hirsch, the podcast for you. In this week's episode, I interview and actually just have a frank conversation with my good friend and colleague here at Harvard Medical School, Dr. Natalie DeTillo. She is a clinical psychologist and also started the company Priority Wellness Consulting. You can find her in several social media outlets and on Instagram, and I will link her handle in the description bar below. In this episode, I wanted to talk to her about what I was experiencing at the time of our recording, which was a few weeks ago, burnout. And I wanted to explore what this culture of toxic positivity really means. And so we talk a little bit about both of those ideas in this episode. And I think this couldn't be better timed for the middle of a cold February, at least here in the Northeast. So I hope you enjoy. Definitely check out Dr. Detillo in the links below. Follow her and thank you so much in advance for your likes and your comments on the podcast. It is helping this podcast be seen by women across the globe who are looking for evidence-based information on all things midlife, menopause, sexual health, and wellness. I could not thank you more. I can't wait to get into the show. Let's do it. Hi, and welcome to Health by Heather Hirsch, a podcast dedicated to uncovering many Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Evia. Evia is the first ever app that utilizes the science-backed technique of using hypnotherapy to effectively manage your hot flashes and night sweats naturally. Hypnotherapy is supported by NAMS, the North American Menopause Society, is a proven mechanism to calm the body's stress response to bothersome hot flashes. Now with a Evia app, that's simply E-V-I-A in the app store, you will learn to soothe both day and night symptoms without the use of medications. You'll be able to track and evaluate your symptoms and so much more. They have a core five-week program that is Dr. Hirsch approved for at-home support. Start your seven-day free trial at eviamenopause.com slash Heather, which is E-V-I-A-M-E-N-O-P-A-U-S-E dot com slash Heather, or check the link in the description to get started. Natalie, I'm so excited to have you back on. I think you are now, this will be your third episode on the show. Oh, I'm so honored. I really yeah. am. I enjoy our conversations immensely and it has been too long. It has been way too long. We were talking before we just hit record that the last time we saw each other in person was the November 2019 podcast we did on gratitude, which is an incredible. Little episode. did we know. Yeah. Little, little did we know at that time what was about to happen. <laughs> Do you ever like ask anyone, like, what was the last thing you did before? Like you knew, like my husband and I went to see a play starring Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, mm -hmm. and like, that was, that was the last thing we did. I went into a concert to see one of my favorite groups in this tiny little venue end of February. I remember the date specifically February 26th flew back like a yep. few days later. It was like, Oh, something is happening. <laughs> Something's yeah. happening. Yeah. And so now we're more than two years into this SHIT storm. 
Mm-hmm. And we we're talking before we started recording about just how like blah, it's starting to feel. Mm-hmm. And then we also started talking about, you know, being positive and looking on the bright side and then um, a little bit about toxic positivity. So we thought, what, a, that's what we're going to talk about. Cause in all uh, transparency guys, we didn't have, a, we didn't, I did not have the topic planned because I'm, we didn't, we talked about it before, just before. We're just and, winging it. We're winging it, but we're winging it. We're winging it. That's what we've been doing. How how else have we done? Exactly. How precise everyone has been jumping from like one Zoom call to the next Zoom call to the next Zoom parent meeting to, you know, then like the in-person things that we still kind of do, like wearing our mask, not wearing it, wearing it under the nose kind of thing, like get doing, trying to do all the things. Um, And so, you know, I think this is a really actually important question. And it's so wonderful to have you on because you're, you are just such an incredible resource when we think about these things, um, which is how do we, how do, how do we look on the bright side? Where where do we go from here? Right. Where, where where is the bright side? Heather, where is it? Show me the bright side. Yeah. I will. I do have my behind me. I have my um, happy lamp. And so that's kind of the bright side to me. Oh, it's like (laughs) literally it's the bright side. The bright side. (laughs) Oh, you know, yeah, I feel, I feel in all honesty, very sort of desperate that that Mm -hmm. for any kind of glimmer of hope and, and find it very hard to do so, especially where we are in January of 2022. So Mm -hmm. what can we do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great question. Great question. I, I get, I get asked about toxic positivity more so than any other topic I've ever been asked to comment on in my, in my role and in my work. And I'm not sure why, except that, you know, people are getting tired of being told how to feel, basically, you know, and why is this resonating with people now? Um, I think that's one of the reasons. I think um, people are exhausted and looking for rays of hope Mm -hmm. and it's been dim and that's the truth Mm -hmm. and I think it's time to just be honest about that I think and that's where the toxic part of being you know positive or this idea that you can just put a positive spin on something on a negative situation and make it better now I'm an I'm an optimist. I'm a radical optimist. I believe that there is an upside in every situation we encounter. I really do. And I think sometimes the challenge is finding it. And so sometimes there's this intellectual aspect to optimism where it's like, this, um, is, is, there, is there a practical upside? Is there something in this situation that, um, that I can take away? A lesson, growth opportunity, almost anything. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that there is. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has been ongoing. I mean, it's like when events happen in situations that are um, short lived, I think it's easier to either look back on that and say, oh, okay, well, this is what I took away from it. This is how my life is improved. You know, if that hadn't happened, this wouldn't have happened. And I think we do a really good job of that. But this is different because this is never ending. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there aren't these discrete events that we can examine after the fact and say, okay, this is what I'm taking away or I'm choosing to take away. 
And I think what this has required of us is a level of emotional endurance that I'm not sure we were fully equipped to handle. Um, Mm. And it's, you know, it's, you know, I, I've reached my breaking point several times. (laughs) Me too. Me too. So you keep going, right? You keep going. And um, I think this is, this is this idea of resilience, um, which is not necessarily bouncing back from, but how do you keep going? Mm -hmm. And for me, some of that has been scaling back. You know, what do you do when you, when your mood bottoms out, when you just don't have it in you, um, when it's like new day, same stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it requires resetting expectations. You know, what am I realistically going to be able to do and what's most important? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, maybe that's one, maybe that thinking about, okay, look, I didn't, you know, I don't need to do X, Y, and Z. I, I don't know if I can do X, Y, and Z. Let me just focus on ABC. Mm-hmm. And that's about all I've got. And then, and then it requires like giving a, us ourselves some grace to say, yeah. I'm just not going to get all that other stuff done. That would be great. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Let me focus on these three most important things, the things that matter most and do the best I can. I think something just clicked when you said that. And that is that if I allow myself to focus on A, B, and C, but there's something like an employer or a job or somebody who wants you to do A through Z. It's a mismatch. And especially when the employers are really using limited resources now. And so now you're expected to go A through Z twice when, which, which makes so frustrating. And that also then adds to that lack of empathy and inability to be kind to each other in terms of as uh, compounded by how much just frustration and anger there tends to be. But anyways, what do you, how does that resonate with you when I think about the fact that sometimes what we need to do is more than what we can do? Right. It's a mismatch, right? And that gap between you know, expectations and reality, you know, here's, and here's what I'm expected um, for all sorts of reasons, whether that's personal and family reasons or work obligations, here's what's expected. And here's, honestly, here's what I'm able to do. And I think the wider the gap, the more distress we feel, we, you know, we yep, see that yep, gap, yep, yep, right? Yep, I see it, yep, right? Yes, exactly. I was like, yes, um, yes, and, yes, I, yes. and every day, like not measuring up, not measuring up <laughs> every day, right? Inadequate, inadequate. And you can only tolerate that for so long before it really starts to just, you know, break you down. And I, I think across the board, what we need need or needed to do was scale back. And for a period of time, we kind of did. I mean, I think that mm-hmm. was when, yeah. when things shut down and locked down and, and that was really difficult and, and traumatic for the most part, but everything stopped. Everything, all, everyone this- all scaled down. Right. Everybody did. Right. Things weren't, you know, and then everything started to pick back up. And here we are in this whatever third wave. I don't know what wave we're in at this Mm -hmm. point. Nothing has stopped. Everything is now continuing at the pace that it was when it picked back up. Right. But we're still dealing with. Yep. With. With school cancellations and illness and working from home 
and juggling all of the responsibilities kind of pre-pandemic, still pandemic. Yes, that exactly cap- encapsulates what I jumped on feeling. Exactly. The feeling that like part of this, part of the, uh, part of the society is still going on faster, but mm-hmm. then other things are not. And so there is this yeah. huge mismatch, right? When the pandemic first shut down, I I'm in the medical field. So I think, you know, elective surgeries were canceled and school mm-hmm. was canceled and all of these things, but now they're still going, but like, we're, mm-hmm. and we're all just like strapped for resources. And we just right. feel like we cannot measure up even if we don't want to measure up, even if we've gotten rid of that whole, like, you know, we have the same hours in the day as Beyonce. <laughs> we've, we've like, we've like realized that's sort of useless, but yet we're expected to still fulfill so much that we can't. So we just feel inadequate coming up short. And I think at some point it really begins to take its toll on our health, our mental health, our emotional health, our social health. And I think about it like a supply and demand equation, right? So stress, what we experience as stress happens when what's being asked of us is more than we have to offer. It's pretty simple, right? It's like, you know, the, the numerator is the obligations and the expectations and, and literally the things that we have to do And the denominator is the resources that we bring to bear. So this is time, you know, which is good, right? This is energy, effort, um, skill, money, as the case may be. These are all the resources that we have to be able to do the things that are expected of us. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, and that's sometimes, you know, that's limited, Mm -hmm. but the demands seem to be unlimited. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They just keep growing and growing and growing. And the other thing that we put on top of all of that are our expectations, the expectations of like how it needs to be done, right? So it needs to be done perfectly. It needs to be done quickly. It needs to be look, it needs to look like this. It needs to look like that. Even when you've removed all of that, stripped that down to just the basics, this is what I have to do. And that's it. It's still too much. Yeah. Right. And it's always imbalanced. I, I, you know, how we bring better resources is, well, sometimes you, you know, you, you do need different skills. You need to learn how to do some things differently. And that helps. Um, sometimes you need more help. It is yeah. literally more people, uh, more support uh, to meet those demands. Sometimes you have to get really creative, but you can only scale back so much Yeah, and bring more supply. You know, it's, it's, these are limited resources. So let's go back to 2017 when toxic positivity was something we didn't know what it was. We were just saying just positivity, it's just positivity, <laughs> right? Like just regular positivity. Let's, let's transport ourselves to 2017, okay. like right okay. now. And that'd be amazing. Um, yeah. I don't even remember 2017. I much more blonde in my hair. Um, yeah. I'd only have one child anyways. Okay for fantasizing. So, you know, mm-hmm. it was, as we, as we look back now, we can see a lot of, a lot of this sort of toxic positivity and you said it perfectly. We just don't want to be told how to feel. Right. And, and that was really like, everyone was just messaging other to be like, look on the bright side and be positive in this and that. And I, I mean, I know the kind of answer, but like, let, just kind of jump off the thought process mm-hmm. here. Like what was the difference in our thinking 2017 versus 2022? A lot. Actually, I would say a lot has changed in that time. Um, 
And I will tell you why I think that. So I was watching the first Frozen with my girls a few weekends ago, uh, around Thanksgiving, which was when it was released, first released in 2016. I hope I'm getting that right, okay? And the, the song in Frozen, Let It Go, was huge, huge at that time, right? But that song is all about like letting go of expectations and be who you are and don't be afraid and don't suppress your emotions, right? 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 That was a big shift even at that time yeah. into allowing yourself to be who you are and feel what you feel. Yeah. Right? I remember thinking back about that and how big a deal that was. And actually we've come pretty far in allow in allowing ourselves to feel feel your feelings, mm -hmm. right? This idea that you can put a positive spin on something and just think positive and everything will be better. It's flawed. That's not true. That's not actually how it works. It's a form of denial, really. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it toxic. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. You're not dealing with reality. Okay? Mm -hmm. And sometimes the reality sucks. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to acknowledge that. And that actually feels better than trying to tell yourself it doesn't. Plain and simple. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we got to acknowledge, sometimes you have to we call it embrace the suck in order to get through this, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to tell yourself that it doesn't actually suck because that's, you're just lying to yourself at that point, self-denial mm -hmm. or telling somebody else, you know, cheer up. It's not so bad. It could be worse. Look on the bright side. Don't worry. Be happy. It's just dismissive and invalidating and which is a problem psychologically and inauthentic and in some cases kind of harmful so yeah. at the mm -hmm. very least on the receiving end of that you just feel like they don't understand or they don't care mm -hmm. and that's I don't think that's how we're intending to come across mm -hmm. when we're you know intending to be helpful to someone mm -hmm. we love mm -hmm. yeah we've definitely seen this shift towards less of that perfectly curated feed right no no <laughs> yeah you're right I mean no I don't I mean like no I don't <laughs> done with it I'm over it I think people are I think I even noticed that just you know what it was for me it was when like mom jeans came back in style I was like wait uh -oh. these are in style and <laughs> I, you know it's just this idea that like I mean what do, what do loose fitting pants for women mean? I mean, that's amazing in and of itself, right? Right. Yeah. It means that you don't have to be yeah. perfect. You don't have to look perfect. In fact, it's like more in fashion to just either not, not show off your body. Right. Or, and just, you know, an acknowledgement that like, we are not perfect creatures, especially after the pandemic, we're all used to being cozy, this and that, whatever. And like, yeah, we're going with it. Yeah. I love that. And I don't, I don't, I, where was I going with that? I don't, I don't even know. Permission to be imperfect, permission like really imperfect. imperfect. Like yeah. this image and this idea that things are, you've got it figured out and your life is perfect. Like I'm going to call bullshit on that. Because right? yeah. I know, like we've all lived through this. And I think we've seen each other in some ways, you know, you know, at some, in some ways at our best, you know, I think we've, we, there was a point in time where I really think we came together, but I, it didn't last long. And it's really sad to see how, what I would call socially deconditioned we've become. You know, it's, there's a lot of anger. 
Um, there's a lot of apathy, like don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not as much effort, I think, being put mm-hmm. forth in mm-hmm. connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And I hope that comes back. I mean, I hope that comes back. I both, I do think it's going to take effort. Um, and I read something so interesting. It just struck a chord with me. Um, talk about vital signs. So mm-hmm. we're in healthcare, you're in the medical community and you know about vital signs, right? What about a smile as a vital sign, right? Mm-hmm. As a sign of joy or happiness or laughter. And like, you can, I, you can go a day without it. You know, it's amazing the length of time we can go without a smile or mm-hmm. seeing a smile on another person. Ooh, that ouch. Needs to, yes. That needs, that needs to stop, right? I, yes. you know, whether you're offering a small, well, we've been masked, okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just see somebody means- smiling yeah. in a mask. So yeah. I think offering that for yourself, right? There's some really interesting science about you know the the messages that are being sent to our brain when we smile and also seeing a smile on another person yeah I recently had um seen someone um and I didn't recognize her at all with her mask on which is really strange and for like the first couple of minutes of our interaction I wasn't totally sure it was the right person but it was and so like I, it's just all these little micro things that are happening to us under the surface that are sort of like eroding our sense of, um, what did we start talking about first? You know, this, just that this is this endurance. It's, it's so much that I, I can't recognize someone I used to see, you know, it's not, it's not crazy. I, um, I worked with a student, uh, for an entire year. I never met her in person once until the very end of the year, we had a gathering. We were able to gather 2020 into 2021. And I didn't recognize her. First of all, she was very tall. <laughs> and I'd never seen her stand up. So I, I had no idea how tall she was. She was yeah. quite tall, taller than me. And yeah. um, I was going to say, you're and tall. I was like, just, and I'm tall. So I was like, yeah. I'm like, wow, you're taller than me. And how would I have ever known that? Right. Um, but it was so great to meet in person. I, there was something almost very emotional about it. Um, because you know, the remote work, being able to connect this way is great. It's not the same Mm -hmm. and it's going to be an adjustment. I think getting back together and being with people in the same place and we're out of practice. So where do we go with how to be positive? If we Mm -hmm. are going to be careful to not be toxically positive, Mm -hmm. but we also need to figure out how to interact again in person, be kind to each other. Where do we find the like right mixture of like, I have the same 14 hour, I have the same 12 hours that Beyonce does. She has a lot more resources though. We talk about the resource equation. Like that is, that is the like, that's the one phrase. No. Whenever I hear toxic positivity, I think of that one. Like we all have the same 24 hours. Even 2017 me was like, no, <laughs> we don't. Absolutely no. not. We do not. Um, right. But, you know, so where do we find this like middle ground? I think we land on real. Mm-hmm. I think we strive for real. 
And mm. I think that's the, how the pendulum has swung back a little bit. I think that's what you were referring to with feeds. I think it's, let's just strive for real and mm-hmm. authentic and, um, and meet people where they're at and lead with kindness and compassion. And that, that also applies to us. So it's giving mm-hmm. ourselves some grace. It's giving mm-hmm. others. Um, it's not putting up with rudeness and and, and uh, disrespect. But I think um, I think it starts with us. I think we make conscious decisions to enter the world from a place of grace. And um, and I think that reflect. I mean, I think we benefit from that. I think when we're putting that out into the world, we benefit from that as well. We feel better. When we're kinder to other people, we feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, is being is being kind, is that like a positivity? We can talk about positive. So positivity isn't even a term we use in psychology. It's not like a technical yeah. term. It's, <laughs> like, it's like this, you know, as far as I know, it's this state of being that encompasses optimism, right? But um, among other things. So optimism is in there somewhere, but optimism uh-huh. is a term that we use in psychology. It's studied, we can operationalize it, we can measure it. And mm-hmm. so I prefer to talk about optimism Got it. because optimism doesn't deny reality. Mm-hmm. You can be an optimistic person and how that sounds is it sucks right now, but it won't be like this forever. Mm-hmm. So it allows you to have hope. There's even some more action behind it which is, okay, well, what do I need to be doing then to ensure that, you know, it does get better? Because I believe it will. And when you believe it will, you, without realizing it sometimes, are acting in ways that are consistent with that idea. We just are. So you're thinking differently. Your, your attitude is different. You're engaging differently. And so you're putting into effect this positive future that you imagine ha- having happening, even if right now, it's a little shaky. Mm-hmm. So you can't deny the reality of a situation if you want to fix it. Yep. So yep. It, it's hard to do when it doesn't appear that there's a clear solution or one that I have any control over. So what do I have control over? Well, how I engage with other people is something I have great control over. How they engage with me, maybe not so much. But how I choose to treat other people and engage with other people is something over which I have great. Yeah. And it's like a great place to like restart if you're, you know, just having difficulty being kind or giving yourself grace for a minute, which is mm-hmm. sort of kind of this zone I actually find myself in at the moment. So, um, and I actually found myself um, when I was at church this last weekend, um, it was funny. I just walked in and I noticed like this sense it was, I don't know. It's just such a friendly place in general, but it really reminded me of what like friendship and like kindness was like. Um, and you know, we had traveled and been, been in to service in a while. And then just, you know, just with the health risks, sometimes you just stay home and you just watch it on the TV. And again, if you, um, don't go to church, you know, there's probably another example of in your life of some kind of support group, or I hope, but, um, yeah, it's, it definitely feels like it didn't used to feel like I was transporting into another world when I went to church, right? Now it does. <laughs> now it, it does. Think, and these things, I think, kind of catch you off guard a little bit. Like you have this moment of realization that it's different. 
And I think that there's some emotion in there. I, I, I think it's hard, you know, I've been kind of, my emotions have been a little close to the surface. So somebody called me up the other day to just ask how I was doing. And I like, I was like, I cried. <laughs> wow. Like it doesn't, it doesn't take much, right? Yeah. Um, just a gesture like yeah. that and some conversation. Yeah. And um, I was emotional about it. And, um, and I, and then I kind of like, I let myself be emotional. I like to cry. <laughs> I'm not, I, I love a good cry. I'm a big fan of crying. I, I do it as often as possible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't get them out. Therapeutic. So. It's very therapeutic. It like completes the stress cycle, doesn't it? If you actually just cry. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel so much better. Um, I feel much I, better know, having I, this conversation. I just feel back as well. He froze on me for a sec. Uh oh. I think I'm here. I'm still here. I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> well, I want to thank you, and I hope you guys enjoyed um, listening to us really pretty raw conversation just about sort of the state of where we are and how um, it plays into some of the topics you might be hearing about toxic positivity, um, the enduring fatigue of the situation that we're in and sort of how to give yourself some grace and um, and check out Natalie's other episode she did with me on, uh, gratefulness and gratitude. So I will link that below, but thank you so much for joining me today. Like real conversation, real raw talk, huh? Well, thank you, Heather. Cause I, you know, I think you and I are in positions to be, you know, we're healthcare professionals. We're helping other people. And I think, you know, it's important to, for us to realize we're human. And for others to realize that we're human and we're right there with you. We're right there with you in this. Um, and we'll get through it. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much. If you guys want to learn more about um, where you can find Dr. Totillo, there is tons of information at in the link of the description of this show. And we'll see you again next week for a brand new and brand new episode. Bye everyone. If I haven't already done so, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to my show. Consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. Also, if you love the show, your stars or a quick review could really help other women who are searching for information on menopause and midlife around the globe find this show. If you want to work with me, consider the Reclaiming Menopause Masterclass. The link for that is in the description to this show. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart for all your support, and I'll see you next week for a brand new episode. Good.